What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 15 of the Brown and White Get Right Podcast. I am your host, Nikhil Rangaswamy, here with my buddy Luke Blankenship. Luke, how's it going, man? Um, it's going great. I was just thinking, though, I'm actually really impressed by your memory to remember that we've had 15 episodes. Right, right. Yeah, I always keep a track of my mind. And uh, today, uh, a little special episode, I know, based on the uh, the, the great feedback we got um, from our episode with my good friend Ty Scott. We got another special guest in here, uh, another one of my good friends I've known for, for a long, long time. Luke, I think you've known for longer than I have. Third grade. Third grade. That's a long fucking time. So that's uh, our buddy Logan Lovely. Logan, how's it going, man? Oh, it's great. It's just dandy. Yeah. So thank you so much for taking time to uh, to hop on the podcast, man. Really appreciate it. Of course. Yes. Any time. Now, besides you just being one of our good friends, which is you know a big a big reason why we wanted to have you on the show, uh, you're a pretty fucking talented person, if I do say so myself. Uh, oh, and I, <laughs> and uh, so you were currently so we went to high school together here in Dublin, and you were currently out in Chicago right now. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 So what what are, what are you doing out there, my friend? Uh, I just moved out there this September. Just because, you know, that's I guess that's what you do yeah. when you gr- grow up. You have yeah. to go to the city or something. Now, why why Chicago specifically? What, what about that city, Taylor, um, to your interest? I in feel what like it's just do? like the cheap New York. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like cheaper. It's just as cold. Um, I have a lot of family out there. It's still like Midwest. And uh, the indie music scene there is incredible. So. Yeah, so that, that's the main reason, right, the music. Because I know you're, you're, you're a big musician for anyone who doesn't know, know Logan like we do. He's, he's pretty into the... Uh, the musical arts. So talk about that. Uh, just talk about your, your, your journey in music, man, through like how you've gotten to the point where you are now. Where should I start? I mean, start at the beginning, I guess. I mean, we got a long time, man. Start, start at the beginning. Because, uh, I mean, I would say, for, speaking for myself, I'm mean, 22 years old. I think you're 22. Yeah, 22, right? I should know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm 22, yeah, 22 years old. I think you're, you're a pretty, pretty talented that. musician. So in, in case you guys thought that Nikhil was actually a good friend, throw that, <laughs> throw that outside. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, you had to start off start off at the beginning, man. What, what got you into it? What thought that? What made you think that uh, was this something you wanted to pursue as like a you know your your livelihood? Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. My dad was in a band in college, and so we had like musical instruments in the house. And my brother initially was the musical one, and he got like a guitar for Christmas or something when he was like 10 years old. So I was like eight. And um, I remember he like came down to the, I remember this so well for some reason, but he like came down to the living room and like, it was like my grandma, she was watching us and like Ava and I were just sitting there watching cartoons and he was just like strumming the guitar and I was so bored and I was like, he's like doing something right now. Like I kind of want to do that, but I didn't want to learn. I just wanted to be good already. Yeah. So, uh, I took lessons for just a little bit of guitar and I got to a point where I could just like play like basic chords and I was like, that was it. And then when I was like 13 or 14, that's when like I discovered like music I actually liked because mm-hmm. I was just like playing like random. And what is that? Like what, what kind of music would you say? Like? I mean, definitely started with the Beatles. That's yeah, no surprise uh, yeah. <laughs> so you guys. Yeah, um, yeah I mean... I remember my mom got Beatles rock band and I just like, oh man, every, discovering every album and like everything and just like, just being able to identify with that was huge. And then I was like, that's what made me want to songwrite. And then once you start creating, it's like, well, I want to like get that out there. I yeah. I, I, I feel like a lot of people our age are kind of a part of that guitar hero rock band generation. Yeah. Like and it, it's such like, it's kind of embarrassing to say. <laughs> Like, it's cool to, like, stumble into a record store and, like, you picked out, you know, Rubber Soul and you bought it. But, like, yeah, it was a video yeah, game. I heard it in Guitar Hero. Yeah. But, you know, what's crazy is I used to put the mode on of Beatles Rock Band where, like, if you're not, like, if, if you're failing, it doesn't stop the song. And I just wouldn't play and I would just listen to the songs and, like... 
that would be like my you know source of music. Yeah, we well, yeah, I, I I remember being like about about the same age that you were describing, about like thirteen or fourteen. And I remember I got like Guitar Hero Five for Christmas, and I remember I got I got exposed to so much music that way. Like I remember yeah. I I discovered Nirvana through that game. I got really into David Bowie through playing that game. Do you think that that also spawned a lot of people? Who wanted to learn the real guitar? Like after that? Oh, I think I think definitely so because I've actually talked about this with my brother before. Like like literally as as soon as I actually got like my first like real instrument, like I completely stopped playing that game entirely. Like it just became enti- <laughs> it became entirely pointless from that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Because like like with all with all like the internet tab, yeah, that you, that you can find online. Like 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 rather than just like pushing buttons to like these songs that you like on this game, you can it, just like go yeah. online and have access to play it in real life. Isn't it like, weird is- too to practice like? A game like that, like get expert on Fire in the Flames and spend like hours learning it when you could just do that on a real guitar, you know? And that's not even close to like how to play a real guitar. <laughs> yeah. even, even like expert on the, to the Fire in Flames, which is damn Yeah, like you're going to dedicate that much time. Might as well just play the real guitar. It, yeah. So, so you said 13 or 14 is when you, we discovered all that. So throughout high school, did you take like, you, were you, did they have, was there IB music or whatever? Like, was that, was that a thing? Yeah, there was. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, I, I never took it. Like, I took like the regular music theory class that was just like, 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 it didn't count for any kind of like IB credit or anything. But yeah, they definitely had options for stuff yeah. like did that. Did you do any of that in high school? I, I no, I've, I've, I've had no musical yeah. training. So, was, so, I, I yeah, so I was, that was going to be I, And that's not even something cocky because with YouTube, there's so many resources yeah. that like you can just how to play a C chord, how to play an F chord on the piano. Um, you can basically learn how to, you know, yeah, that was actually my next. without paying for lessons. That was actually my next question. Like, are you formally trained? Or are you more just like self-taught slash YouTube videos? But that's I'm, interesting you can yeah, say that. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, dude, YouTube is like, I mean, there's so many resources you can access. You can learn how to do anything on YouTube, whether it's playing Instagram, yeah, learning yeah. how to do your taxes, dude, like learning how to do calculus. Like, how yeah. to break into a house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's that a lot of shit you can do on YouTube, man. So, um. So you went to college, obviously. You're you're a business major, right? Much like myself. No, no, I'm a oh, communications, uh, communications right. major. Wasn't it like yeah, I thought it was no, like I started business and yeah. then I was like, ooh, this won't happen. Yeah, you won't you were just losing I all the friends. Well, I so. am, dude. I, I, dude I got I got to find another fucking finance major. We can talk about doing taxes and shit on here one of these days. But uh, damn, damn it, even I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, at what point in your in your college career? So I mean, you probably decided pretty early, like I don't want to do. So you're a communications major, right? But you were, yeah. no, I, I, I mean, I, I assume it was really never your your goal to have a career in like communications necessarily. No, no, yeah. it's not. I mean, whatever pays the bills is fine, but like, I mean, you definitely have to go at least go for it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. The the fear of not knowing, like. If you didn't at least try, like I'd much rather be forty working a dead end job than like, and say like, hey, I went for it. Like, I'm just not cut out. And at what point did you decide like, yo, I'm gonna go for this? Because that's a big step to take, man. Like, especially moving out to a city like Chicago, where it's like fifteen bucks for a pack yeah. of cigs and stuff. It's you just, know, <laughs> it's, it's just like all a matter of how you want to do it. I mean, there's so many ways to do it today. You can go viral basically any way. You you don't even have to play shows. Yeah. But. What, however you want to do it is fine with me as long as you do it, you know. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm really curious about is like so you made you made this move to Chicago and you talked a little bit about like the indie scene there. Like how would you say that like being in that new environment has kind of shaped you artistically or has it at all? I think it definitely has. I think any songwriting is definitely like place and time and just being in a city where you have so much interactions and you see so many things and then you have so many more things to write about. Um Definitely, definitely has that. And I think that there is this thing to be said as far as the rock and roll genre. They're just really anywhere. I mean, you look at any like area and like their music represents that area so well. I mean, New York, like underground rock and um, 
California, like surf rock and all that stuff. Like, I just think that uh, there is something that shapes it. So Chicago to me was more like indie and I felt like a lot of the stuff, if you're going to play a live show, you want to play exciting stuff. So I feel like artistically I'm writing more like less like acoustic stuff and more like what would just be fun to do on stage. So yeah. I think it's really, really important that you bring up like like that very, very specific world of rock music because like mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of feel like rock music today, like I, I feel like it's, it's kind of centered around the sort of underground scene because like, you know, like nowadays things like, you know, trap, R&B, and and hip hop and dance music are so so prevalent on, in in mainstream media that you almost have to be like particularly ambitious to kind of throw yourself into the world of rock music nowadays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just 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 because like I'm, I mean I, I feel I feel like 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 rock music in general is sort of like an art genre now at the, at, in, in yeah. this current state of things mm-hmm. just because the, the lack of mainstream attention that it gets. And I mean yeah, like absolutely. I mean if you listen to like alternative stations nowadays, I mean like a lot of those bands on there sound the same. I mean like it's really really like everything's drenched in like a ton of reverb mm-hmm. and it all kind of has sort of that kind of dance quality to it that's yeah. really really mainstream so I kind of feel like people that make the kind of music that you're doing nowadays is particularly ambitious yeah I agree I mean you're basically accepting that like you're only ever going to make money from touring like that's nobody who's who's pursuing rock or indie these days is doing it to make money because it's there's no money there anymore yeah. I mean the, there's doesn't matter who you get signed to or whatever. You're not going to get enough streams off of your, you know, because you guys know. I mean, what yeah. is it like? Less than a penny per stream. I mean, I mean, like, we we've made less, like less than. I mean, a I don't I even know. Cents I don't even know like if that, Taylor yeah. Swift is like. I mean, I'm sure she's making a lot of money from her streaming, but like, I don't even know if like 70 million is like as much as you think, like streams wise. Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, you're basically like accepting that you're gonna do some gruesome touring to make money. Like you're barely, you're basically just doing that to get yourself out there, I feel like, at that point. You know? Yeah, just, yeah, just yeah get, for get sure. Just get yourself heard. For sure. But yeah, I mean, it, we're at a point where like that is not the mainstream thing anymore. So like, it was easier at one point because you knew that like, if you got signed, like a record deal was like, oh, like that's it. Like I can pay rent. But now it's like you're signed, you have your stuff up and you're only going to pay rent is if you just, you know, a 50 leg tour every night. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of the the interesting thing about the state of music currently, because like I feel like there's sort of this like sort of like McDonald'sization of music nowadays, because because streaming services are kind of like the main way that people digest that content nowadays. So it's it's sort of like cheapened the brand in a way, because music's so much more accessible nowadays than it used to be. I mean, it used to be like legitimately like if you wanted to have access to music, you had to buy the record, you mm-hmm. had to buy the cassette, you had yeah. to buy yeah. the even CD. Even back with iTunes, you remember paying a buck twenty nine for a song? Oh yeah. Now it's like five bucks a month if you're a student dude, and you can listen yeah, to I mean, and listen to amounts of music, dude. Like literally. it's crazy if you're not an avid music listener, you're basically making songs for people who are too uncomfortable with silence on their walk to work or yeah, class. Yeah, like, for sure. It's just background complimentary noise. Like the the notion of like sitting down and putting on a record and like I'm gonna indulge in this, I'm gonna listen to this and appreciate this. Yeah, it's so does. gone. Yeah, no. Unless you're like, you know, an avid music fan. So like it's literally just for someone who's like doing homework or like skipping through or like a party. Yeah, so like the like, lyrics are almost not like non like it's not important. Yeah, it's really like, just I the think, beat and the like. And what? I'm just as guilty. I really want to stop doing <laughs> that. Like I really just want to like listen to nature and then like appreciate music when I'm on my own. I don't want to just be the guy who's just like listening to like songs when I'm walking and just like skipping. 
don't know if you guys ever do that and you're just like walking to class and like yeah, yeah. just skipping song after song because you can't or you have like a playlist the same like I, I do this a lot where I, I like I'll go through like phases of listening to like the same 10 songs over and over again and yeah. then once I get bored of those 10 songs I'll move on to like another a whole new set of 10 yeah. songs yeah. I'm so bored of music these days it's insane like there, there's no more longing for music because like you said it's so accessible there used to be a time where it was like dude I can't wait to get home and throw on this record like yeah. that song's or like I can't wait for this like specific album to come day. out like know? yeah and then it's just like throw it on real quick while you're you know at the bus stop like there's no more I can't remember the last time I was like damn like I can't wait to listen to something because I'm always in a situation yeah. or when's the last time you had, you had like an anticipated album drop like yo yo like this band or like this artist I, I've, I've like, had a few but I will yeah. say there is a, what they do these days is they just release the entire album before the album comes out like there's some weird thing now where like on a nine track album there's six singles off of it and like by the time the album comes yeah, out yeah you've heard like, like most of it I mean like, I literally every artist like I feel like in that I like at least does that now yeah you've heard like and, all the good songs on the album yeah, like, and like already like, in the single version I don't know I don't know why I mean it's not a practice anymore it's like yeah. all about singles and dropping stuff and like you know yeah, for sure. yeah, I mean, people are dropping out. Like, Tame Impala, his new album, like, over half the songs had already been released before it came out. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Well, Same I mean, I, I feel like that along with that, like, I feel like we've definitely seen, like, the death of the concept album, which I think, I think for a long time, like, you know, the, you know, the, these, like, major albums would, would come out, and the albums that, like, yeah. really, really made an impact kind of, like, had, like, a theme to them. And I feel, I feel like albums nowadays don't really have a whole lot of, like, there's not a whole lot of thematic element to them anymore. Yeah, and, you know, that there's something to be said with, like, that's a good thing and also a bad thing. There's definitely, like, something brave about making a concept album because you basically, you know, know that nobody's really going to, like, be just, like, busting singles off of this. But something that I think is really cool is that like this new practice like all these artists like um gorillas just came out with an album this year where each song is like a single like a hit single so the album is just insane like that like it, he he didn't want anything to connect he wanted every song to be like something he would release as a single and like i think you just get stellar albums because of that because like there's like five or six like when you go on apple music and they have a star next to it yeah, like, it's just like all of them have that because it's just you know. Yeah, it's great. Well, I think that leads into an, an interesting segment that I'm I'm actually really really excited to hear your answer on this one. Like, kind of like following in that same vein, I feel like every artist kind of has like their own like unique motivation for like why they do what they do and how they do it. So like, I mean like when you're when you're kind of just like sitting around by yourself and you kind of have like, you know, these sounds in your head or these ideas in your head like. Like where, like where's kind of your starting place for your creative process? Like, like, do you, are you motivated by like a narrative or a thought, or is it more like a feeling, or does it change every time? Um, it definitely changes these days. Uh, my main thing is I just like to like make the song first. Like, I feel like whenever I try to make something where I have something to say, or like, you know, like the song just suffers. But like, what I like to do now is just make something that like is so stands so well on its own like make the instrumental first it's just like a groove kind of a jam and then you can write a song on top of it because like a lot of times i mean i don't know if you feel the same way like i'll write a song and i'm like oh, the message here is so clear and like that's all that matters like i have the melody and then by the time you go to like arrange it it's just kind of like boring but like the song writing there was so good so now it's just like i just like to like open up my laptop Make like, experiment with that whatever I can and make just such a cool groove, whether it's like a 10 second loop and then just write a song on top of that. 
See, like I, I actually want. And these are like that. structured. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like three minutes with like bridges. So I'm like, all right, I have to fit this here. Uh, this section should probably be the course. You know. Well, see, so, like, I, I've encountered exactly the same problems because, like, back in like early summertime when I when I was still running some rehearsals for a band I've been working on, like, I remember talking with with the, with the guy who actually sings on it because he's very very oriented towards like his lyricism and what he's actually trying to say to where like that that became like a clear issue in, yeah. in, in the process of actually making the music and like his lines started to get so verbose that it just didn't even make any sense with the music anymore yeah. so, that, so that, was, that was kind of an element that I was trying to talk with him about was like was like maybe like think about the music first mm-hmm. and think about like how and th- think about your voice more as like an instrument and how yeah. it kind of fits into the mix before you start thinking about what you're specifically saying right. because the music does suffer yeah. if you don't think about it that way exactly that's the foundation of every like funk and dance song too. They just get a good groove, and then everyone's just going with it, and then you can just throw lyrics on top of that. Well, like I think that I think there's also some something to be said about how people connect with like the music itself more so than, than the lyrics sometimes. Because like I, and I'm, I'm sure you you feel this way about a lot of a lot of your favorite songs too. There are so many songs that I listen to where I'm listening to like the singer in the mix, and I can't even necessarily make out what specifically they're saying, but I feel what they're trying to express. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like I feel like you can like really digest a song without even knowing specifically what the narrative is, but still like kind of connecting and feeling what it is you're yeah. supposed to kind of feel yeah. during that during that three, four, six, seven minutes or mm-hmm. whatever you're however long you're listening to it. Absolutely, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, you guys just got into it there. <laughs> I wish I had more to, to input on that. I got no no finance now. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, that's cool, man. That's cool. But uh, yeah, anyway, so like, what? So where are you at with the whole process of, of trying to make it right now? So are you trying to put out music by yourself? Like, are you trying to are you trying to go out solo? Are you trying to go out it like in a band? Like, what what are you trying to do right now? I've I've never wanted to be solo. Like, that's yeah. just so scary. That, that seems just, very. Intimidating. I mean, that's so much responsibility. I just would like to be in it with people. Um, and you're out there with your buddy, or you're I mean, with, yeah, with our so, buddies, I mean, not yet. With like, our buddies, with, you know, yeah. I'm trying to do the band thing, but like, can anyone really do that now? Yeah. So like, I feel like I'm just kind of in my room, like making music that like I don't normally get to make, mm-hmm. like you know, whatever it's weird sounds that maybe other people wouldn't want to do. Because when you get like, I mean, you've been in bands. When you get four or five, even two people to agree on the same thing, that's, in a, band, that's a lot. That's, that's, that's so a lot. so. Like you're, I mean, you're making sacrifices when yeah. you're in a band. Like I'm mean, not just getting people to agree to things in general. You yeah. know, like you know, someone's someone might put a solo on that's so them, but not you, and you just kind of accept what everyone brings. But I'd say like these days, I'm getting both because I'm like playing with some of my friends, and then I'm also on my own, like doing weird things um, that just like I just want to do, and like. That you know, there's there's nothing to lose because I'm not like sh- like trying. I'm not trying to advertise it or anything. Like I just, yeah. it'll just exist. What, what do you say about the the importance is of like also like how important you think it is like being able to get you know when you're making a song like if you're making a song with multiple people I guess like being able to get your vision on it but also being able to like incorporate other people's ideas like how how, how tough of a process is that really like that's got to be. I mean, it's kind of tough. Yeah. I mean, you, there's just times where you have to like shut down ideas mm-hmm. and like you know band members are defensive that's just yeah, the way I mean, it works yeah, like yeah. you're dealing with very prideful people like if you think you know like yeah i mean that's just the that's just what happens but like i think you know like i said you just have to accept that everyone brings a different element and that's how you're getting your sound that is the four or five or six of you yeah that's so like you wouldn't get that anywhere else and maybe you're like Mm, that you know that's kind of weird to do that but like i'll let him you know have that guitar effect on yeah. and then when the song comes out someone's like that guitar effect is the best part of the song mm-hmm. and you wouldn't have done that 
So, uh, it really is about know. having like an open mind to everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're in a band, you definitely like nobody who who really wants to be a solo artist was ever cut out to be in a band. Like that's yeah. just the, the, you can't be like super. You you have to want to collaborate. That's yeah, that's sure. that's key. Well, I think I think that there's always like this fine line in in, in collaboration, and I, and I think I think you'll kind of relate with this. Like, I feel like whenever you put yourself in like a scenario where you're where you're, you're in a band and you're all working together, I mean, there, there's definitely that sense of like collaboration in it, and like like you were saying, there's sort of like a diversity to like the sound because you know not everything that happens sonically in that space is everything that you yourself would have done. Mm-hmm. But I I also feel like there's like sort of like an element to it where some where there's always at least one person sometimes two people but I feel like usually one person that usually sticks out as sort of like the leader who really kind of you know perpetuates everything that kind of goes on and kind of like mm-hmm. pushes everything forward like yeah. I feel I feel like that like, like that's mostly unavoidable because I feel like if, if you're in a band and there's no clear leadership I mean like the the, like the clashing just becomes mm-hmm. so it just becomes yeah. so prominent that like nothing yeah. really happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can definitely get away with that for a while, but that that definitely you're you're right. That, that I mean, I think that's out. definitely part of why you don't see like groups or bands like today. I mean, even like not in rock, like even in like hip hop, R and B music, like you'll see groups, you know, and then what happens? Like I, they, they they'll come up together, and then once they all get really famous, then they start breaking off individually. And start I mean, the, just every stuff. band, there's one guy that like just happened whether it was planned or not happened to have fallen to be the genius of the band or the like the one that's most people gravitate to the most and then like the other members are kind of like like you know like fan favorites like i like that guy and they can't really help it i mean front man like you know like they 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 might write just as much as the others but there's no way that like people aren't gonna go on stage and just like look at you know mick jagger and like that's why, and that's just kind of what the, you know. You, you can't force that. Or you yeah. can't well, fight it. You know, Greg. I mean, great, great example of that. We're looking. We're looking at actually a portrait of the Beatles right yeah. now. You know, you had like. I mean, think about it. Like the Beatles were kind of defined by that kind of songwriting partnership between like Lennon and McCartney. Mm-hmm. But George Harrison had great songs the entire time. And and, and you I know, think, and, and some people would would even argue that George Harrison's songs were like better in the greatest right, scheme right. of things. Right. And I think that like that's that's what I mean is that like you they they all end up getting appreciation. Maybe it's not as as much, but like. The fans that love George are so George that like he, you know, like the the people who want to be like I was always attracted to like the the kind of side guys in the band. Like I always liked Paul because I thought John got the most attention and I always wanted to be that. So I feel like people just kind of gravitate towards like the people who gravitate George are probably more quiet and more okay with like being the guitarist and not being I mean you know like you look at like Johnny Marr and his favorite all his idols are like you know uh, Keith Richards and people like that and then you look at people who are like frontman and they loved Led Zeppelin and Rolling Stones so like they I think everyone in the band gets their appreciation but like you're just fine with where you you, you have to be in a band where you're fine with where you stand and like everyone is kind of like that but I mean that you know what I mean yeah, yeah I mean I mean there, there, there are definitely instances like I've like I've, I've, I mean, I've encountered this too in, in my life where like you know you kind of you kind of put something together but there's sort of there's sort of that role clash and like you know you'll like you'll, you'll kind of have have everything worked out about what every member is supposed to be it's, it's I mean like yeah. putting, putting a band together is like 
putting together a chair from Ikea, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, there are all parts that serve their specific purpose. And just because one part of it is bigger or more glamorous than the other parts, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily more important yeah. to like the structure. Like, like just because like the seat of the chair is bigger yeah. and it's, 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 it's like what you think about when you think about a chair, because what do you do with a chair? You sit on it. So you think that like the part that you sit on specifically is like really, really important. It's really prominent. Yeah. But like the legs, which are actually like smaller pieces and they kind of sit below it, like, they're, they're they're arguably like more important to the, yeah, to the structure because yeah, they hold yeah. the whole thing up. Yeah. But like you know like, I mean but you but you look at those two things about what gets what like I mean like chairs are a really boring example. But like you I mean you you look at something like that and you see these kind of larger parts and smaller parts and to kind of say that like one part based on its size is more or less important is kind of like mm-hmm. you know it's not really fair. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, man. I've seen like your your YouTube channel. We'll make sure to like link all that shit at the end. But I've seen your YouTube channel. You're not just playing the guitar. When I when I when I knew you in high school and early years of college, you were pretty much just playing the guitar. You play all sorts of kind. You, you play all kinds of instruments now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. What, what all what all what all do you say? You not like ex proficiently, but what all do you say you can? Oh, play? I don't play anything like great. Yeah, but what all do you say you can, you can handle? Like, you can, like what all can you play? Um, uh, not competently, because I need, not, that's that's not that doesn't do justice. But like, what all do you feel comfortable playing? Yeah, um, I mean, guitar. Like, I I think just speaking for myself, like I just always have felt like if some really talented musicians were gonna come to me and say like we want you on our song, the best thing I could do is add a bass line like that that yeah. which I would have to go away with and write, but like I just you know like don't even bother coming to me to like make it interesting on the keyboard. Or probably the guitar, even like I think that I've always felt like the bass is the instrument that. Um, that's like your go-to. That's your. That's your yeah. Go-to. That that is something that I really identify. Is there with. like? Do you, would you say there's an importance in having versatility? You know, because what if the same group? What if the same band approached you like, hey man, we really like you, but we already have a guy who's really good at the bass line. But like we would think you, you know, we we can we see you got some talent up there. Can you add some other dimension to our band? You like, know you, what it is? Is there's a lot of people who specialize in one instrument. And they get so good at it. And I was just one of those people that wanted to be okay at every instrument. Yeah. Like, like you could, I could spend all nine years playing the guitar and taking lessons. And maybe I'd become, you know, amazing guitarist. But I just always was like, all right, on to the next one. And then a year. And then, I mean, all I really know, the foundation on everything is chords. But like, you know, I mean, learning songs is so crucial because then you can just pull licks and other things that you've learned from other songs. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean I think I think that I've always thought that I I want to be okay at Yeah. Every How do you feel on that, Luke? Like do you feel it's better to just be able to like one trick the guitar? Because the I mean you or, see, like, I mean I know you you play a lot, but you see it in his bass playing. He's so smart yeah. not just playing the bass, but like uh, knowing the theory and understanding where so like you just tell him the key and like Yeah, you can figure it out. That's it. Yeah, that's it. But like, you know, I, I've always felt like I've had to like go away and write things. Like, give me a few days and I'll come back. Which you you've done too. But like, I feel I feel way more confident. Like, just like being okay at everything, and then just like give me a few days to come up with something. Well, I'll be honest. I'm I'm actually I'm, I'm actually embarrassed. There. That the, did no. that did that? No, that, no, that was that, that was kinda, great. Yeah, that because question. I'm I'm actually embarrassed because I'm I'm embarrassed that you hit me first because like I was just about to say that like. The, it, it it actually like impresses me how humble you are because I was gonna go ahead and not be humble for you, um, because like one of the no, kind of things I'm, I'm really because because I feel like I feel like your history is really really important for this whole story here because like 
Because obviously when, when you and I started working together and we were like, I don't know, like, like 16 or something like well, that. Well, I mean, our first track was in fifth grade, right? Yeah, a third grade. We were working together. Okay, third grade. Third grade. Stuck we in L.A. We were together Find before it. that. That's, that's a genius song. It was. It was I mean, we'll, we, we can get into that, but like, like here, let, let, me, let, me, let me go ahead and be arrogant for Logan here for a second. Because when, because when, when you and I first started like seriously hitting it, like you were, like you were a bassist. Like that was your, that was your identity. That was like mm-hmm. your core. That was who you were. So it, was, it actually shocked me when just like a year or so ago, you kind, of, you kind of came out as this like prominent guitar player. And I was like listening to your guitar playing, and I'm like, and like, goddamn, like I think I think he's like a better guitar player than I've ever heard him on anything else. And 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 like like let me also make the point that by saying that, like, like the bar was already high because you were already a very very accomplished bass player. And I, I can't believe we haven't even mentioned mentioned this yet. How great how great of, of a drummer you are. Yeah, oh, because, because I've seen you, you play the drums and the <laughs> because I always because I always felt like because back in the day when you, when you and when you and I were like we were. Uh, like I like switching back and forth on drums. Yeah. I remember. I remember always thinking, like, damn it, he's so much better than me at it. Like, hey, that's years. That's just years of of doing it more. So, like, I mean, to say to say that you're that you're just proficient on these instruments, I feel like is a really like is really a major understatement because you're you're definitely above proficient on all of those. To be honest, like your your guitar playing genuinely blows me away. Like you have like like specifically, um, you can you 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 can still find this track on SoundCloud. Business aspect, like the last the last like two minutes of that song, like the guitar work on it is literally flawless. Like I have literally. I, I can't tell you how many times I've like been been in my garage smoking, literally mm-hmm. crying, literally <laughs> crying to he the last minute of that song. Well, well, I will say your music hasn't it. brought me to tears quite yet, but it is pretty good. I'll, I'll get, get you. But like, well, like that that comes back to like the point that I, that I was making earlier about how like sometimes the lyrics don't even necessarily like matter. Like I mean, it's literally feel, like yeah. like like in that moment when I listen to that song, like just like just the feel of that guitar part, like. Like just like over, just like over the over the percussion and over the bass and everything, just how it all it all come comes together. Like like you could literally mute the vocal track and that and that track would still bring mm-hmm. me to tears. Like it wouldn't. I mean, and that's not to say that like the like the lyrics don't totally add to it, but they do. Yeah. But like the point being that like you could literally eliminate it entirely mm-hmm. and the feel would still be the same. Yeah. You know what I think that that is is what we were touching on earlier was that my like the beginning of my life I was like into Paul McCartney. Brian Wilson, uh, Roger Waters, who not so much now, but that's what it is. Um, oh, Roger. I don't know who else. I just was really like, like this is what, you know, I really liked the idea of being the bassist in the band because my favorite person in every band I liked at the time was the bassist. And I always like heard that in the song and I was like, that's really cool what they're doing. And then it was only about like a year ago or two, two years ago that I discovered bands like the Smiths and Talking Heads where I was just like, oh my God, like this is what I've been wanting to do on guitar. Like it's not flashy, it's not like soloing and uh, riffing around. It's like methodically thought out, like beautiful guitar work. And I like, that's when I was like, I want to get better at the guitar. I want to become a guitarist now. And I think when you find things musically that you understand, that's when like, you know, I always had that in me. I could play the guitar, but I never wanted to be the guitarist because I didn't know what to play on it other than chords. And then when I heard those songs, I was like, oh, dude, like that, where's this been? Like, that's what the guitar I've always wanted. And so, like, I, you know, does that make sense? Like, it, I mean, it makes total sense to me because if there's anything that I hate about, like, guitarist culture, is that, like, I feel like we're bathing in so many shredders all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. But it's just like, it, it, Which it's I become such a novelty. I was never attracted to. And in my mind, that's all you could do. And then when I saw like 
you can blow people's minds with like you know the stuff that Johnny Marr does and uh, you know even Mac DeMarco I, lo I just love his tone you know so that stuff just like I was like okay let me take a different approach to the guitar and I don't have to be flashy I don't have to do solos and see if I can do anything well, like it's, I think, I think it's interesting to kind of think about, which is what you're hearing on Business Aspect. Yeah, it's it's the course effect that is like, if I hadn't heard Johnny Marr or Mac DeMarco, I would not have done that. So like knowing the the finding that stuff and being like, that's what I want to bring to a song is just so key. Well, it's it's sort of like classical composition in a way. I mean, you think about the dudes back in the day, like Beethoven, you know, Bach. Mozart and all those people that kind of just sat down at like an organ and they kind of like it wasn't even just like they were thinking about it as one instrument they were almost thinking of their music kind of as entire pieces and that's what I think mm -hmm. about like players like uh like like Johnny Marr for example and I've actually heard him in interviews say that like when he plays he wants to sound like an, like the entire record yeah. when he plays and I feel like it's that it's that kind of thought process that really distinguishes those mm -hmm. kind of those kind of, of guitar players because yeah. I mean like it, it's easy enough for anybody. I mean, like I mean, you know it as well as I do. You, you, if you pick up an instrument, you learn a few scales. You figure out how to shred on those scales pretty easily. Mm -hmm. you can, if you find your boxes and your patterns, and you, yeah. and you just pick up the tempo and you run yeah. through it. And yeah. it's easy enough to train yourself to do those things, but to kind of be able to like, kind of like zoom out and kind of see like the entire image of what you're actually trying to yeah. make, what you're actually trying to do, like that's a whole new skill in itself. And I, I think that like. Like, like like dudes that think like that are always infinitely more interesting to me than dudes yeah. that just want, like 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 dudes like dudes like slash that you know grow their yeah, hair out yeah. and look like I mean, and just take and just take the whole douchebag appeal. To I, it, you know? I, it might be an ignorant thing to say, but literally anyone can learn scales on a guitar. So like if you're in C and you're just playing C scales and soloing on that, and people are like, how does he do it? <laughs> but like it's it's writing interesting and original stuff with the knowledge of scales that is impressive to me. I've seen so many people on stage that just like play the scales and people are like damn they're shredding and i'm like it's just like doing math they know where to go but they're not like they're not out of their zone so that's why i haven't learned scales yet so i don't know what works so i have to sit down with it and then take time and by the time i like mess around it's like you know something that's written out that i'm proud of yeah well i mean guys this conversation has been super uh, enthralling and i want to make sure that um as many people can hear as possible in order to do that we're going to split this interview up into two parts um, just you know, little 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 issue we've been having with our with our, our platform here. So we're gonna go ahead and take a take a quick intermission at this point. Um, this this interview is gonna up, be uploaded into two parts. So for right now, we're gonna have to take a break, guys. So so we will on. we will be back with more from Logan here briefly. So just hang on, guys. We'll be brown and white. Part we'll be right two, back. baby. All right, thanks, guys. We'll be we'll be back with you here very shortly.